All right. Welcome to uh, the Airport Road Podcast presented by Olatini Media and sponsored by Habit Apparel. My name is Kate Gray. I'm here and I'm joined with political writer Stefan Gavreau and co-host Anthony Adler, Jordan Alona. I think I messed that up, but okay. It's whatever. Yes, you did, but that's fine. <clears throat> Jordan Adler. <laughs> you got the gist. You got them all out. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> thank you for tuning in for episode 11, I think. So now we're in double digits. Um, as you can see, our video quality is garbage. The cat's okay. It's cool, you know. We're just doing our thing. Technology is hard these days. So um, let's talk about some topics like we normally do. I got some good topics. I'll start off. <laughs> so if you guys seen that the billboard uh top 200 has come out with its list of uh artists so let me read you off the list the, did you say the top 200 when did it become the top 200 is that oh, new my bad top 100 that's not good top 100 <laughs> no i wasn't trying to be an asshole i, I was genuinely no, curious yeah, that that was a new yeah, thing cool. i was gonna say that's cool it's a shit ton of people so the top 10 artists are going to be number one, NJ Yellowboy Post Malone. Yeah? Yeah, you made it, number one. And then Let's go. Follow is The Weeknd, Roddy Rich, who I've never heard of before, The Baby, which I've never heard his music before. Well, I mean, I have, but I don't really like it. My Guy, Drake, is at number five. Uh you got Juice World, who passed away this year, I believe. Um, Little Baby, not to be confused with Bad Baby. Bad baby. <laughs> or, or Bad Baby. Do you know who that is? Yeah. That was, wasn't that the girl from, um, she was the, fuck, what was that? Uh, Dr. Phil, right? Yeah, the Catch Me Outside. Catch Me girl. Outside. Yeah. How about that? Dude, she banked off of that, to be honest. That's under the piece of shit. Under the category of any publicity is good publicity. I guess so. <laughs> Roddy Rich too. He's the guy that sings that song that goes eat er. Oh yeah, eat, yeah. Er. I didn't know that. What what song is that called? Or what's that the called? The box. The box. Yeah, number. But I know no other songs other than that guy. Number eight is Harry Styles, which he had that one uh, song that came out and it's on the radio stations all the time. AJ, you might have heard of wow. it. Uh, what is it watermelon something sugar watermelon Watermelon sugar sugar. do you guys know what that means uh is it cocaine no is it a drug no (laughs) it is a uh trying to think of the most pc way to say this it is a women's oh uh i don't even know how to put this (laughs) delicately (laughs) just use your imagination it's you know her Juices are flowing, the watermelon sugar. You know what I mean? That's the <laughs> no, that was that was like the worst thing I could have ever heard. <laughs> I okay. probably would have been better off just saying it, you know, <laughs> scientifically. Yeah. He also had that one song, "Adore You," which I honestly liked a lot. Um, and then you have T Swizzle number nine, and then Pop Smoke, who passed away this year as well. Um, I don't know who that is either. Popper died in a drive-by, I think, if I'm not mistaken. 
Right. So there's two artists on this list who have passed away recently. And that's Juice World and Pop Smoke. Is what's his name not on there? Uh, XXX Tentacion. I thought he did a while ago. Yeah, he did a while ago. But no, but is he on the list? No. Because, I mean, do you think that them passing has a little bit more to do with their popularity? Because. Oh, I was trying to figure out who the hell T Swizzle was. I was like, I didn't want to ask and be stupid. Now I still feel stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, that kind of happens quite a bit when an artist is kind of catching traction on their career and they're like starting to catch a lot of people's attention. You know, sometimes if they commit suicide or perish in other ways, they're music, um, paintings, whatever kind of artistic medium they use, usually people get drawn to it uh, more, I guess. They appreciate it more. Uh, do you remember the artist Basquiat in New York? Okay. No. <laughs> he was this artist. He had like this urban approach to art. Um, I think his art form was like graffiti um, abstract, stuff like that. Um, I want to say he committed suicide and all of a sudden he's this huge artist. Like one of his pieces cost thousands of dollars. So that's what you kind of see in the art world, you know, if an artist, you know, passes away. So with the same thing with Van Gogh, you know, didn't Biggie have, so cause life after death, that, that was like pretty much done when he died. Right but it w hadn't come out. Right. I think, <clears throat> I think you're right. Was it called Life After Death? Like, is that what it was originally meant to be called? I have no clue. Because if not, imagine that. Like what, like, what are the odds that he names this album Life After Death? There's a song on it, right, called You Ain't Nobody, like, you ain't nobody until you're dead or something like that. Like, this, you know, the, the odds of that are crazy. It's kind of like he foretold his own death right there. Right, yeah, totally. How do you guys feel about, and I'm going to butcher this word, like I don't even know how to say it, but like post-mortem songs. They feel a little weird to you guys or do you think it's, I have a weird feeling about those. I mean, <clears throat> what? Who is the artist who had a song i mean shit that could be anybody a lot of them do like <laughs> like juice world who you just mentioned he had a whole album come out um a couple months after he passed away michael jackson had that song that came out because he was gonna go on tour he has that song with drake i don't know it's, it's it's a little weird it's a little like ominous listening to it for me at least but what's the difference between listening to that and to someone who has died but like you know they made the music before they died you know see and th that if it's something that they'd finished and then you know they were sitting on it and they release it then it's a little i guess it's fine that's probably how it is in most cases in my head i'm always picturing like they hadn't finished production on as they're passing away as someone else is taking it over and finishing it for them kind of deal you know what mm -hmm. i mean like that song with michael jackson and drake i like that song but there's no way that, you know, Michael Jackson knew what was going to come of those, the vocals. And you know what I mean? It's not like their vision. It's how I always kind of look at it. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's just, I don't know. 
So how does how do they rank the the top one hundred? I'm sure they base it off of general popularity. You know, they see where everybody's kind of shifting to, what's getting played on the radio most. Um, streams. They probably look at their streams like on Spotify, iTunes. They probably have uh, access to that kind of data. So it's it's objective then. It's not necessarily a, you know kind of like a subjective. Well, we like this guy, so or this person. Exactly. Like Billboard's not like, oh, we like these guys. They're great. Hmm. We like. It- I think a lot of it is seeing what kind of the nation or internationally who's drawing the most popularity. So uh, it says that the Hot 100 is ranked by audio airplay audience impressions as measured by Nielsen BDS sales data comp- uh, compiled. Um, and streaming activity provided by online music sources. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not objective. Were we saying it was or wasn't objective? It wasn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not objective. I mean, you got, so here are the top, uh, top 10 songs that it was. So we got Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. That song was huge. Uh, Makes Uncut sense, Jets yeah. Promoted that album as well in a whole. And uh, That was a huge TikTok song. We talked about that. Yeah. Once I guarantee that's one of the reasons why it was. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, the weekend had so much promotion on that new album. I mean, it was crazy. That was like the one. I mean, how many songs play on the radio off of that album? Like three. I just know that one. It's in two K. It's like on TikTok. Like they hit a couple big markets. You know what I mean? I don't know any other albums or songs from that album. But sorry, continue. What was number two? Circles by Post Malone. How does that one go? Um, I couldn't do it off the top of my head. Hold on. <laughs> if you give me a second, I could perform it. Um, I want to say it's kind of like a uplifting song, right? Kind of an acoustic approach. All his songs are, dude. They're all uplifting. I don't know. I kind of refuse this from Post Malone, dude. I think I know you do. That's surprising. I mean. I, you know, I love Post Malone, mm-hmm. as I'm pretty sure it's well noted on this podcast, but that's not, I like that song, but it's not one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have The Box by Roddy Rich at number three. Excuse me. We have at number four, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa. You ever heard that song? I don't really know who Dua Lipa is. I hear people, I hear the name, yeah. but I don't know who that is. I actually am a huge Dua Lipa fan. Huge. Um, she's done a lot of work with Diplo. He's got, they got some good tracks together. Um, let's see. We got Rockstar by Baby, featuring Roddy Rich. We have Adore You, the song I was talking about, at number six by Harry Styles. We got Life is Good by Future featuring Jake at number seven. I like that song. You heard of that? No, I don't think so. No, it's pretty good. Um, and then at number eight, we have Memories by Maroon 5. Never heard of it. Number nine. You had to have heard that song. That's such a huge song. Anyway, number nine. Number nine, The Bones by Marin Morris. And number 10, Someone You Love by Louis Capel- Capaldi. Hey, what was seven again? Seven was Life is Good. Future featuring Drake. I'm gonna queue it up. So that makes no sense to me. Then <clears throat> the the discrepancy between the top songs and the top artists. 
like you have Post Malone's number one artist, but his song. Well, I guess he has probably like a grip of songs that are in like the top one hundred. I guess. But why would his song? How could his song be number two? But he's the number one artist. I guess it is more of a collective thing. Yeah, it's like all about data. Because I mean, you're probably, you're, people are probably listening to Post Malone and some of his older tracks from like a couple of years ago or last year. And because they are streaming him the most times, his name, that's what's popping up. So this was 2020? Out of 2020 songs, however, they're looking at the songs that came out in 2020. So he's probably the the most played artist of this year. But the songs that came out this year, and, you know, they're looking at the songs that were played out, uh, played the most that came out this year. Does that make sense? Yeah, I didn't know Circles came out this year. I thought it came out in 2019. Or maybe they, maybe they just like chalk it up to like because that was from. But I'm I'm Sorry. wondering like could you have it to where right a song comes out in December 2019 but then it blows up throughout 2020 like that's still you know like a popular song of 2020 but not necessarily from 2020 if that makes sense. Yeah, you make a valid point. I think that's how they do it, actually. I don't know. I don't, yeah, delving into the methodology of, of how they rank these would be really interesting because yeah, I agree. There, it seems interesting that, you know, no Post Malone songs are on there. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't release, he didn't release a, a song this year. Yeah, well, his, oh. the number one act of 2020 is Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Hmm. So, is that from 2020? No, I came out in 2019, around oh. around like August or September. Okay. So probably... So it's already been more than a year since that song album came out. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So what do you think is like a common factor in between these top 10 artists or top 10 songs? Like what, what is the common denominator that makes these, you know, these artists and these songs so unbelievably popular? Marketing. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not about the song itself or artist. I don't think so because, I mean, I'm sorry, AJ, but Post Malone is (laughs) one of the worst artists of our generation. Dude, you are clinically an idiot. That's what? Come on, you're you're totally you're showing your bias right here. Like this guy is loved. He's got a great personality. He's a good performer. All his songs, you say they all sound the same. He's got a very unique voice, very different voice. And he's not like one of these, you know, he he looks like people like 6 9 like with this, you know, all these stupid freaking Lil, Lil Xan, like those type of people. You know what I mean? Those, those type of artists with all their tattoos and their crazy face tats and all that stuff. But he's like, it seems like a genuinely good dude and he's got genuinely good music. Like he's very marketable despite his look. And he's like a very personable guy. He's not, I don't know. I'm sorry. You're pissing me off here, kid. (sighs) Let's, let's talk about this. Let's have an argument about this because yeah, he is very marketable and his music, it garners to a crowd of kind of like our generation or younger. You know, people who want to listen to his music and stream it all the time. But his music has no depth to it, man. It's I disagree. On the I disagree. What do you mean by it's all on the surface? 
think he just talks about anybody can make a song. You know, you add some, I agree. You add some effects to it. You add some like auto tune to it. You know, I think he's a very talented person and the way he's approached the music industry. I mean, he talks about general stuff, man. Like what? Heartbreak, you know, best circle yeah. song about heartbreak. What is what does Drake what does Drake talk about? What does he sing about? <laughs> Same thing, dude. Everybody sings about that kind of stuff. You can't hold that against him. Everybody does. Drake approaches the music the, the music industry the same way. He's very marketable. He's very huge. And um, same formula applies to him. The reason why I like Drake, I don't know. It's a biased, yeah. It is. It, it is a bias. It's you have, like Post Malone. But I guess the reason I, why I don't like Post Malone is like, I just don't like his sound. See, and that's, yeah, that's a biased thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To say that his, his music is all on the surface and he has no depth, I think that's kind of, I don't know, dude. I mean, so, yeah, all his songs are going to be similar. Do you think any of Post Malone's appeal... And the fact that he was at number one. And according to Cade, you know, he's not the greatest. According to AJ, he's really talented. <laughs> you know, considering all of this, do you think that, because he's white, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think his being white had anything to do with where he is on the billboard standing? Probably. Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, that's just kind of how life is, but. I mean, Taylor Swift is, you know, blonde white. She's always on the billboards. Um, but Drake, Drake is of, you know, mixed descent. He's half black, half white. Maybe some other stuff in there too. I want to say he's Jewish as well. Hmm. I think I could be totally wrong about that. <laughs> just what are you basing that off of? His appearance. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is. Uh, I think Wikipedia, I saw that. But the thing is, <laughs> Little Wayne dominated the charts in like, when we were in like in what, middle school? You know? And he's like from the streets. So. That's the thing. I, I you know, I said maybe. Yeah. I take that back. I don't think his ethnicity or anything has to do with where he's at. I think he's a genuinely, genuinely talented guy. Mm-hmm. Performer, singer, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think that's why he's there. I'm sorry that you're so blind, kid. See, if I would have picked the guy to take the number one spot this year, it would have been Harry Styles. No doubt. I'm actually a huge Harry Styles fan. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I think Adore You was a great song. I I don't know if I've heard that one. How'd you feel about his uh, Vogue photo shoot? You guys want to talk about that? Yeah, he was in uh, a dress, right? He was in a brown. Yeah, he wore a he wore a dress. Did you see that, Stepan? No, I did not. It's Harry Styles Vogue. Yeah, he was. I think he was the first male to ever be on the cover of Vogue, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he dressed up in a in a dress in for his photo shoot. Uh huh. People ripped on him. Yeah, I think that was brave of him. Wait, why did they go after him? Because they're saying it wasn't manly. <clears throat> Men should be in touch. <laughs> oh, it's 2020 are people still saying that mm-hmm. oh there's a lot of people that were giving him shit about are those the same people that are listening to harry styles though no definitely not <laughs> so what's you the know, point this... that's that's 
it's yeah i don't know i don't know why it sparked so much outrage but this isn't the first time he's done something like that he showed up to that met gala was it 2019 couldn't have been 2020 in 2019 wearing a dress dude's always got his nails painted like he's always got that dangly earring on the left side (laughs) (laughs) he does he does that it looks good is what i'm trying to say yeah. But um, no, do people are, this was like a big deal. And I don't know why. And they were just saying like, it's not manly to be wearing dresses and skirts and stuff like that. And you go look up people from the 1800s and what were they wearing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just stupid. I mean, yeah. People of royalties to like, you know, cake on makeup, throw on a wig. You know, they used to have, uh, they used to wear high heels too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. See, we need to bring that back. I think that's cool. Look. Our current president cakes on makeup. <laughs> All right. Dude needs to learn how to blend a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, dude. But no, it's just it was just stupid. Yeah. I you know I don't know how to say it. he's put out a couple good songs, but in my opinion, I don't think he's ever gonna be able to be <sighs> I might just sound stupid saying this, but he is One Direction. You know what I mean? That's always going to follow him. That's always going to be like, when's the One Direction reunion? When they're getting back together? He's done pretty good on his own though, right? He has. And so has that Zane guy, Zane, whatever his name is. So are they the only two out of the five to kind of do solo careers? I couldn't even tell you the other guy's names. I know everything about this. (laughs) I'm not saying... I'm a One Direction fan. I'm a Harry Styles fan. You got One Direction infection, right? (laughs) (laughs) Invested in an artist and kind of their craft and how they approach things. I start doing research. Like I look into everything and it kind of branches, you know, when you get really high and everything, your mind's just going off into like these different circuits and you're like, what about this? What about that? You know, that's how I get with music. I have to know every little thing about it. So Harry Styles as a solo artist Bigger than One Direction has ever gotten. He is, no, no, no way. I swear to God. I swear to God. In terms of sales, in terms of uh, quality of music, like One Direction, uh, Harry Styles did himself a favor, branching away from the group. I think the guy right below him is going to be Zayn. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think the third guy is Neil. I think that's how you say his name. Nile. Nile. And then there's two guys who are just like random dudes who are below him. <laughs> yeah. So Lewis, Liam. Yeah, I don't know those guys. I don't know their names, but Harry Styles, he's huge, man. He they're is all English, like, right? He's like the yeah, they're English. He's the Justin Timberlake <clears throat> of his group. Who's Justin Timberlake? Okay, 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 okay. Of his group. I okay. I thought yeah. you were gonna say he's the Justin Timberlake of our time. he kind of is i mean if you look at it from a boy band perspective in the 2010s and now it's going to take over to 2020s in the or the 20s he is going to be the jt of that generation i feel like bts is now the bts is now the the boy band that that's very true but i don't think i don't i couldn't name any of their members like even when one direction was huge i could name Harry Styles, same. I think 
I, and this is just like from anecdotal evidence. I, I don't know like the numbers or anything, but it seems to me that BTS has much more worldwide appeal than someone like 1D or like, what was Timberlake's group? Insync. Insync. Yeah. Um, and so when I was in Ukraine, every single middle school girl there was just obsessed with BTS. Like it was, it wasn't like I had never seen anything like it. And I didn't even know who BTS was at the time. Like they had the, the stickers, the buttons, all the songs, all the, like the, you know, just everything. I was blown away. Like I had never heard of them. And these girls were just patently obsessed with them. Yeah. BTS is huge. <clears throat> I only know one of their guys' names, Jimin. There's this YouTuber that like, he's an American YouTuber. Or he might be of some other, um, ethnicity but he's not he's not korean right and this guy has spent so much uh money getting plastic surgery to try to look like him oh shit watch i want to look it up so i could show you guys his name is god what's his name i can't find his name i'll figure it out for you because dude this guy is like it sounds horrible but he's disgusting He's paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars to tr- just to try to look like this guy. Yeah. And it's kind of creepy. He has like, he's like a YouTuber. He has like cutout boards in his room of that guy kisses it. He's supposedly like married to the cardboard cutout. It's fucking weird. But hey, if you're not hurting anybody, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot of those. There's like a reality TV show about people who get um, these drastic cosmetic changes to them. Like uh, there was a woman in Eastern Europe who was trying to look like Barbie. So they removed her ribs to like shrink her. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I mean, plastic surgery to the face where it looked like plastic. Like it looked like a doll um enhanced her bosom and all that other stuff so it was crazy (laughs) so sorry this guy's name is ollie london if you guys want to look him up he's he's the one who's yeah he's the one who's trying to look like the guy from bts looks nothing like him at all wikipedia says he's a musical artist he does his own music he does like k-pop music ah not good oh um, wow he was on dr phil i think anytime somebody gets like plastic surgery like that to look like somebody else i remember a story of this person who did it to look like justin bieber it was like this 40 year old dude i just think that's so disturbing mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's uh you remember, do you guys remember it was on uh, I think like E, the E channel, the entertainment channel, but it got, it was huge on social media. This guy was trying to make himself look like a cat. So he had like permanent contact lenses that look like a cat. He had like huge nails. They like changed his nose too. It was like a snout. Oh my God. Yeah. The guy I was just telling you about, the one that looked like, did the surgery to look like Justin Bieber. I was trying to find his name. He died. Oh, Jesus, because of the surgeries? or No, I thought it was the same thing, too. Apparently, multiple drug intoxication is, is what it is. 
Well, they're probably on painkillers majority. Oh, of them. Gosh, no oh. kidding. I take back what I surgeries. Said. You guys ever watch that show, Botched? Mm-mm. I hate that show so Why? much because, dude, it's just these people. I have a weird thing about plastic surgery to begin with. I think it's stupid and unnecessary. You know, if people want to look how they want to look, it's fine. If you're not hurting anybody, but I mean, there's so many instances of people getting stuff and just not turning out the way that they want it. And like, you see so many celebrities that like overdo it. Like Mickey Rourke. Do you guys know who that is? Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, it's just, I have a weird thing with plastic surgery. Like I feel so, so bad for those kind of people. You know what I mean? But that's what they want to do with their money and it's so expensive too it's ridiculous how much plastic surgery is you feel like you shouldn't change the image dad no <laughs> that's not why i don't like it i just think it's a waste of money and i think more often than not it doesn't turn out the way that people want it yeah. i was gonna get some plastic surgery to look more like cade don't do it that's a waste of money <laughs> uh, what was he gonna say yeah i um god what is that thing that you learn in uh like if you go to catholic school i mean you guys both went to catholic school but like to not get tattoos because your body's a temple you should treat your body is there a word for it yeah i don't know what you're asking but that's when I'm thinking, like, yeah, it's looked down upon. I didn't come from a religious background. But I know you guys went to Catholic school, so I can only imagine what they taught you about, like, getting tattoos or getting it, cosmetic changes to your body. It's I don't remember. Did, did you remember any of the teachers saying anything? Yeah, you can't do it. You couldn't go to Pius if you have a tattoo. I had a tattoo. I got one my senior year. Where, though? Was it visible? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, like you couldn't be walking around with like a tattoo on your arm or something like that. Um, I think they were even weird about piercings. I remember they were weird about piercings in your ears for the girls. Like you couldn't have like too many. They were weird about hairstyles. I used to have hair, long hair. It was shorter than yours, Cade. And they made me cut it when I was in middle school, not a pious. If I were a parent and they told me, they told me, hey, your kid's hair is too long. Your daughter has too many earrings in. I would say, what the fuck? Like, that's that's such bullshit. Okay, so, um, Sydney had told me that they, I guess, a girl in her class got pregnant, and she ended up getting kicked out. Yeah, I believe it because she was pregnant. Yeah, but that's I, horrible. There's just some hypocrisy to it. So, what happens? If it was kind of like a Mary Joseph situation, God, <laughs> think about this. I'm being serious. God, I don't know. <laughs> inside her, like in a, you know, some kind of mystical way, magic. I don't know. And she was bearing the life of the next Messiah, and they kicked her out, dude. You would have gotten kicked out just for saying stuff like this, kid. <laughs> so like that's like one of the biggest things religion has going for itself that they teach like you're supposed to wait for marriage that's a huge thing they can't have how how the fuck is that pro-life to kick out someone who got pregnant like what kind of message does that send kicked out two people (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway. <It's> true. <laughs> I have another <laughs> here's, here's another argument. So let's say, you know, your junior, senior year, you get a tattoo. You're at Catholic school. But on your back, you get only God can judge me or Jesus saves on your arm or something like that or a cross. Like I know my little brother has a Bible quote. So if they see that, even though you're like representing, you're done, you're kicked out. You're gone, dude. Barbara would have kicked your ass out. <laughs> Jeez. Fucking Barbara. Am I wrong, Stefan? You know, oh, oh my, so right. When, <laughs> when you look back at it and you look at how strict they were and, you know, they would make the girls put their hands down and if it was like what, like, if their fingertips were past their skirt, you know, they had to go change or something like that. Like, I mean, that's, that's absurd. I mean, I was, how, how it was crazy. I was telling somebody about this a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we had to wear their branded, their branded um, shirts, polos, everything sweaters. sweaters by the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like one time my freshman year, I just had like a generic as a plain black, sweater it's like the middle of december is colder than shit and they made me take it off and it was in like those back portables where it was cold not in like the actual building i was so pissed dude That's i had a absurd. teacher i had a teacher who would make us even if we were wearing a sweater he'd make us pick up our sweaters to show our waistline to make sure our shirts were tucked in and we had to wear lanyards that had our student ids and he would come around and look at everybody's student id to make sure you had your actual id and if you lost it, you had to go buy another one. You couldn't even just go get one. Like that's so totalitarian. Like that's oh. that's absurd. Make into robots, man. Let me try I got, that as well. You know, I got in trouble one time for wearing. Uh, I forgot if it was white or black, but I got in trouble for wearing socks. So they called my mom and told her she had to come bring me socks. <laughs> See, and as a parent, so I would my mom say came, no. That's ridiculous. And my mom came and picked me up. She's like, well, he doesn't have socks, so he's going home. Nice. <laughs> but, I mean, then you get scrutinized, and then you, as a kid, because I was in middle school at that time, I felt like shit going into class the next day. You know what I mean? The teachers look yeah. down on that kind of that's stuff. That's so shitty. They take it I, out on I remember one time my junior year, I was in AP Lit, and we went in one day, and we were talking. It was, I think we were talking about The Tempest, Shakespeare. And the whole class was just kind of in a, you know, a torpor. Like everyone was just quiet. We didn't really say anything. So she yells at us and she's like, you guys need to have your shit together basically tomorrow. So right before the class, the next day, I'm in the bathroom looking up Shakespeare quotes. One of the government teachers in that same building is in the bathroom, sees me on my phone, looking up Shakespeare quotes in the bathroom and takes my phone away. <laughs> what was the process to get it back? Well, actually, I didn't even let him. He was like, give me your phone. I was like, no, I'm not going to give it to you. So he took me to the, I think it was the dean of students office. And the dean and I sat there for like hours. I was like, dude, I'm not going to give you my phone. And that's one of those moments when you realize like, they don't actually have that control over you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a facade. And I eventually gave it up and I, I lost my phone for the entire semester. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so, so Stepan, so they didn't get your phone. You just kind of refused to give it to them. No, I gave it up eventually after sitting there for like, I don't know, it was, it was a long time and eventually and I gave it up. And that was the second strike for my phone. So <laughs> Did I, you get it back it. right away? No, or... I, I, 
it gave it up for the rest of the semester. What the isn't that, shit? Isn't that no. crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, hold, what? hold on. Hold on one sec. Sorry. Cade, you went to uh, a pretty strict school. Do you have any? I know you got in trouble a lot. <laughs> Were they strict about shit like that too? So I went to the New Mexico Military Institute in Austin, New Mexico. And it costs a lot of money to go there. Of and course. On top of paying, <laughs> you have to pay for your uniform. And on top of that, you have to pay for room and board. It was a school that drained your funds, right? Was it was it funded by the state? I don't know, actually. Actually, you know, it was actually, it's actually older than the state of New Mexico itself. It was uh, established in 1898. New Mexico became a state 1912. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was a very prestigious military academy and then it turned into a junior college. It used to be an officer's academy, then became a junior college, then it became a high school. So you can go there for six years. Like my little brother went there for six years, which I don't know how he did that. <laughs> Are they weird about tattoos and stuff too? They're- no, they're, they're a little bit more lenient, uh, especially when it comes to, because you can go there for, to become a, to fast track yourself, becoming an officer in the Navy, the Marines, the army, the coast guard. And, uh, some of those guys who came in to try to be officers had tattoos and stuff. Yeah, that's a little more normal. If you were to get pregnant, would they kick you out? Or is it just guys? No, it's it's girls too. <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing, man? <laughs> whole another, but, uh, so would would they have kicked her out, her and her child? Oh, 100%. But religion is not a huge religion, – religion is very uh, – it wasn't a huge thing there. They accepted all religions. So what's the basis of kicking somebody out for being pregnant then? Because like religion, like where we went, I could understand that. Your place, I don't understand that as much. Well, I think the thing was you're not supposed to have sex. That was it. Like the, so at the dorms there, it was a box. So the dorms, we had uh, two kind of like dormitories. One was the box. It was like a square, and all that's where I lived. Um, and then you had the other one, which was by the football field, and that was called the slab. It was like a little L. <clears throat> the slab was where it's at. Because no one gave a shit about that. But in the box, everybody could see you. <laughs> so, anyway, they, they had a whole bunch of anonymity, uh. right? So if you got caught masturbating. <laughs> whole day shut the fucking fuck kidding out. me you're yeah. kidding <laughs> these were you know legends and this i mean the school's over what but you had to wear a white glove and you had a march i don't believe you i swear to god there's no way that's possible wait, wait, wait. what do you mean get caught by whom so at night we had the night watch flashlights right and they would go to your room because bedtime was at 11 like they're seriously it's a bedtime dude you had three hours to do your homework and after each hour you have like a little five minute break where you can go to the restroom like if you had to go to the restroom 
during homework hours, you got like yelled at. You had to go during break. So That's insane. This sounds worse than what we put up with, honestly. Way worse. Dude, it was awful, man. I mean, you go there and when you graduate, you like, you, when people see you, Nimi, that you went to Nimi, you're like, respected. You're respected. There's a whole fraternity of guys. Like, even my uh-huh. brother who went to Nimi, he got his first football coach, uh, football coaching job because the head coach went to Nimi. No way. Wow. Same thing kind of goes for us, Stefan, wouldn't you say? Oh, totally. That's the one thing I like, you know, being able to say is why I went there because people are like, oh, yeah, I guess so- it sucks, but sure. Yes, yeah, so man. How was, how was the food there, Cade? What were lunches like? It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking like UNM? Uh, what's that place called? Apple? Sub. No, no, not the sub. Yeah, Lapo. Lapo. No, it was like 10 times worse. Dude, I snuck in there so much my freshman year. That was like the cool thing to do from, I don't know why. Did you guys ever live on campus, either of you? I did my freshman year. I had to because of a a scholarship. Did you eat? You had to eat at Lapo? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot the process. We'd have somebody distract. Somebody would go in, call the way up, go down. I thought it was so cool. I look back at you. That food wasn't even that good. It wasn't even worth it. Yeah, it's it free food, though, I guess. That's yeah. awesome. That shit was expensive if you just wanted to go in oh, for like a, yeah. a lunch or some shit. Yeah, it was like 15 bucks or maybe even more. Mm-hmm. It was probably more. You know what? It was good. I take it back. The food was awesome. <laughs> I have good memories sneaking in there. Back up, maybe. So once, once uh, women started being able to go to college there i think like in the 50s or the 60s maybe even later than that there was a kind of kind of a myth started that if you were a woman and you got caught you had to hold a uh, highlighter up it was like the same as the white glove but it was a highlighter <laughs> isn't that crazy? that seems that seems so much harder because you have to hold like you know you're like using your muscles for this when you have a white glove you just you have a white glove on you know what i mean why would they not have to wear a white glove as well i don't know i think it was like uh because you can i don't know i i don't want to go into the details of why i think it's <laughs> yeah don't but you know what i mean um so yeah it was crazy so what's the point of this what's the point of policing every moment of you know, were you guys called cadets? I just assume that. What's the mo- What's the point of policing every moment of a cadet's life for what? I don't know. However many years. I don't know, man. It's just like to, to become a structured individual, learning responsibility. I mean, it was bullshit. I don't know. I lasted, but- I got kicked out in a semester now. So. You know, in my opinion, stuff like that, that we all had to deal with at our, at our schools, that doesn't teach people responsibility. It makes people, it like bottles people up. And once they're like away from that, it makes them want to totally. go wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't teach people discipline. doesn't teach. Not at all. It, it, exactly. That's such a bad, and like, I understand structure, but like, if it's so arbitrary to where you're wearing a hoodie and somebody makes, you know, they make you pull up your, your sweater, you know, to make sure your shirt is tucked in. That's, that's completely fucking arbitrary. That's, that's such bullshit. Yeah. You know, that's not treating young adults like young adults 
at all. Uh, you'd always get those weird kids at your school too who were so bought into it, who were bought into that system that you know they were so wide-eyed and they kept their mouths shut. Like they would tattletale on you if your shirt wasn't tucked in, yeah. like that kind of stuff. I had one kid at Emmy who was uh, he had he had a position of power, and he was mm. a year older than me. And uh, if you there's this huge thing where you couldn't just walk the railing; you had to go out the railing, march, then go to the spot. Weird. I don't know how to explain it, but he would catch me crossing the railing every time. So what he would do was he would mark me down for oh. Thursday morning PT. You wake up at five o'clock in the morning and you do bear crawls and you run and you do fucking all these drills, dude, at like the break of dawn. It was the fucking worst in the freezing cold. I can't see you doing any of that. <laughs> dude, there were sometimes I didn't and I would get even penalized even more. I'd get more than mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i dug myself such a hole there that i just stopped caring and uh i would remember uh, during the pt times when i did go the his name was general geraci and uh, he was this old army general who was the kind of the president of the school so he'd be on his morning jog you know and uh i remember one kid going good morning general geraci He's like, I hope you boys are learning your lesson out here. Teach you how to behave. <laughs> He's like, oh, man. It was the worst. Was his name Richard? Richard was, he, too, was he a bald guy? Yeah. <laughs> found him. I found his ass. Yeah, and I went to school with his son. Fuck this he, guy. His son just had that thousand-mile stare. Like, <sighs> This is it, dude. <laughs> that shit to me is, it seems Orwellian. You know, you're just like basically trying to suppress these people, you know, like the base desires of humans and just trying to like control every single tiny little thing. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, for what? I don't know. I would, I would like to talk to like a, a an army or, you know, like somebody in the armed forces because I'm sure there's an idea behind it. I just don't get what it is. Yeah. I don't especially know for people that young. Yeah, exactly. For people that young, especially when it comes to stuff like, you know, trying to suppress, how do I put this without sounding weird, like the sexual stuff, when you're doing it at that young of an age and like that harsh of consequences, like, okay, you get caught, that's already embarrassing enough, but now everybody else knows that you got caught. You're making you sex know? a taboo. Yeah, Exactly. And it's either gonna, it, it'll mess people up like that, except, especially so when they're unhealthy. young. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. That's crazy. Is like one of the worst. Richard Garacy, we're gonna get his ass on the next podcast. We got some credits for him. <laughs> hey, Guerrero, me. I had to go to your office a couple of times. Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought we didn't like him. My yeah, bad. He's a total dick. Oh, Nick oh. is in his game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think. Um, I think another thing too is that obviously, you know, our parents wanted us to have a good education. New Mexico is second to last in public education. Um, we're right ahead of Mississippi. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, I don't know, there was, for me, you know, NIMI was the only option. Uh, we didn't have any other private schools 
in Roswell. Down south, yeah. You know, you guys had what? Um, there's St. Pius, there's Academy. Academy is like twenty some thousand dollars a semester, so expensive. a year, not a semester. Academy is more. I think Pius is more expensive than UNM as well. Bosky was uh, the most expensive, I think. Sandia Prep was up there too. Oh, I forgot about Sandia Prep. Yeah. 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 So um, isn't that shitty? If you want a good education, you got to pay out the ass. Yeah. Alabama's below us, by the way. Uh, of course come on (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh i think they they wanted the best for us but at the same time at least it taught us i think all three of us can take away something from private school and that's just breaking through that wall of realization and seeing like why does this person seem to have my life in their hands and can control every step I take. Shouldn't be like that. Because, you know, I think when you go to public school, you really have control of everything. I mean, I went to, you know, I graduated from public school and I mean, dude, public high school, dude, that's where it's fucking at. So lenient, so chill. Do whatever the fuck you want, to be honest with you, but. I wouldn't have done well in that environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I didn't go to Nimi, I wouldn't have learned a lot about myself. I definitely don't like high and tights. My uh, my older <laughs> my older brother went to public school and he didn't graduate, so like that right then and there was not a an option for me. But like I said, I like the local high school that I would have went to would have been Cibola, mm. and I think there like the class I would have graduated in had like almost nine hundred students just in that class. I would not have done well in that environment. Yeah, you know, it kind of sucks being in the smaller school. Used to be an old person. What was that? Really? Sivla? Yeah. Used to be what? The yeah, campus? Prison, yeah. What? I don't know about that. Brian, Brian graduated from Sivla. Uh, <laughs> from Sivla Prison? I talked to him was Sivla High School. school and... <laughs> Wait, what? No, you're... <laughs> Sorry. no I, I was wondering if he graduated from Cibola prison or Cibola high school is there a Cibola prison no <laughs> okay kid hey I'm just asking kid. I don't know man okay let me let me read you a little excerpt <clears throat> Cibola high school opened its doors in the fall of 1975 as the 10th comprehensive high school in Albuquerque public schools contrary to urban legend Cibola high school was never designed to be a woman's prison. Oh, they got some you. Shit that like a sophomore would make up because he, <laughs> he got detention. <laughs> you know, they, thank you, AJ, for looking it up. Uh, too bad our production system isn't here tonight. <laughs> but you know what, though? Because Cibola is actually a generally nice campus. And that's a still somewhat of a new area of town. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't believe your ass for a second. But anyway, continue your story about how the class is too big. No, I just wouldn't have done well. I know sometimes it sucks like knowing everybody and knowing everybody's business. But I actually like that. If I would have had classes with people whose names I didn't even know, that I would have hated that. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I thought, you know, for all the the shit that I talk and all you know the gripes that I have about our high school, I, I thought the education was honestly really good. 
No, it was. It was to the point. I always tell people that it it made college too easy for me. And it kind of put me in a a hole because like my first two years of college were a fucking breeze. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even have to try. And I got in that mindset and I got in that routine of not having to try. Like once like it hit me, it hit me like a fucking truck. Like, you know what I mean? And it really set me behind. And with Pius too, the only thing that I didn't like is they really hold your hand a lot, especially in terms of like, you, you knew when stuff was going to be due. You know what I mean? Like they would hammer in your head. Okay. You got this due tomorrow. We got this test coming up Tuesday or whatever at, you know, college, they just tell you one time and that's kind of it sometimes. And I, I struggle with that a lot. So I wish they would have given us a little more leniency, but again, that's all stuff. That's my own fault. You know what I mean? It's not no one else to blame, but I agree. The education was, it was good. It was worth it. I, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way, to be honest with you. Um, so that's the thing with public school and private school. So when I was going to NIMI, I was learning about Greek mythology, philosophy. I mean, I learned so much about art and literature there. Um, math and science was never my strong suit, so I never really gave a shit about that. But once you go to public school, right after going to pub, uh, private school, I mean, the curriculum is dumbed down so much you know and you see some of the students there kind of like i don't know it's it's kind of sad say it say it so okay let me tell you something my senior year and you guys know how bad i am with math i had to take statistics right i had this teacher um who did not give a shit at all like he hated teaching didn't want to be there he had these temp temper tantrums all the time but uh on my test and my uh homework i would write down random numbers and i would get an a all the time that's public school for you dude that is public school and then i had to take statistics in college failed the first time did you try doing the same thing (laughs) just try that again (laughs) <laughs> for a couple of assignments it didn't work out that well but <laughs> i thought my luck would transfer over but here, here's the yeah thing. no here's this crazy thing about university because i passed a lot of classes on luck is the second time it took stats in the summer to uh credit it's because at UNM we all had to take stats so, uh stefania takes stats right no i i tested out it. i didn't have to do any math during uh college I don't mean to sound pompous, but I tested out as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I remedial math twice. That's how bad I am. So the second time I took stats, it was online. We had to go and for a final exam in Dane Smith. I didn't go. I didn't take the last exam because I thought it was over. Like I failed it. I'm going to have to take it over again. I'll look at my grade. It was an A plus. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Whoa. I, dude, I passed both stats in high school and college. <laughs> like I'm pure. <laughs> dude. So, uh, yeah, so here's to the university, uh, the U.S. university. Thank you. So I have a, a homegirl who uh, she's from Boston and she went to a high school that was essentially a, fee- a public high school that was a feeder to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Like the top 
top kids, it was basically, you know, they just got like cherry picked by Harvard. So like it's it's crazy. It happens, yeah. I'm I, I'm not trying. You know, I, yeah. I don't think any of us mean to shit talk public school by any means, because that that happens. Yeah, I know way. I know some people that went to our school that are fucking idiots. I'm just trying to think of a nicer way to put it. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's just it's how it is, dude. It's all it's all your own sometimes. Yeah, it's about how you apply yourself. Exactly, kid. Well put, as you take a swig. (laughs) (laughs) I hustled in college. In all all my like journalism classes and my English classes, I always do fairly good. Like I just know how to work that. I know how to write a paper, but my political science classes, dude, (laughs) fuck, man. Gabe. Dude. You play in fucking games in the back of the class <laughs> oh, yeah that was that was, that was our fault though aj like we'd be playing pokemon well yeah national study or what was that class international relations international politics international politics yeah playing and pokemon. we both did well remember didn't we <laughs> we both barely dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that was yeah well gentlemen this is a good this is a good episode. Good time to adjourn. Yeah, definitely. I will go ahead and say we're um we're launching a Latonique kind of merchandise store, nothing crazy, but we're gonna start selling um little things like right now we got hats, we're gonna be adding t-shirts, um, shorts, joggers, like all kinds of hoodies, a bunch of different stuff just to you know, rep the rep the company a little bit. Might be rolling out some airport road podcast stuff too. Um, just a little stuff like that. So check it out. It'll be at the bottom of the website um, on every page. See if there's anything there you like. Cade, what about Avid Apparel? No, ABXD. Where to begin? Legendary uh, clothing shop. It's uh, Albuquerque. <clears throat> Shout out to our boy Jake. Jake Navarez. Um, catch him on the next episode, hopefully. Uh, but go follow him on uh, go follow his apparel line at adxd.apparel on Instagram and uh, also the website. But uh, that concludes this episode. So thanks for watching. Make sure to subscribe. Thank you so much, Stepan. Preston. Thanks for having me as always. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to YouTube, and follow us on the socials. And- See you guys.